We're live at Manchester University Student Union for the funny looking Freshers Week special. There's girls with tops off, there's shots being drank, we've got a big crowd here. It's very exciting, Gab. How are you doing? Just going to leave you hanging there, Pete. It's, um, we're actually just um, making some chocolate and MMs. Mm. <laughs> lovely treats of chickpea stew that you made earlier. I've got some orange and lime tropicana because it's on special. We're living a dream, mate. <laughs> <laughs> feels so dream. old. I feel so old. Like <sighs> five years ago, I'd be in a bar with yeah. nobody. I had to nail stuck here <laughs> with you. Oh well, we do a podcast. Oh, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, hello, welcome to Funny Looking Six. Number six. Stop eating animals in the intro. The intro is sacred. Do you know, we all said we'd do six, and then we'll see what we do next. I thought we'd do six. You'd lose interest. Leave me alone to get on with my real life. But <laughs> if anything, your claws are deeper than ever. <laughs> Our momentum is growing. Listenership exponential. M&M's bountiful. <laughs> Quality. Mm, all right. Fair to middling. Here we are, listeners, podcast number six, and have we got a show for you? Yes, because we've already recorded it. <laughs> it's in Garage Band, and we do the introduction last. Bit of behind the curtains there for the <laughs> listener. Ooh, it's like no. a DVD extra. <laughs> so this time we've got an amazing Liverpool comedian. Kate Tracy. We have spoken to a man who sells DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans of GoFasterStrike.com. And we also talk about some of the funny stuff. Oh! Play, play that guitar sting. Right, let's get on with an interview. So we went to Laughing Cow's Comedy Club night in Liverpool recently. We did. I've been to several of them, actually, since then. Just by yourself, sat at the back. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we, we mention Laughing Cow's a lot. We're going to mention them a lot. We will not rest until all of you have seen Laughing Cow's Comedy Night. Deal with it, listener. Deal with mm. it. The compare that evening was a lady called Kate Tracy. Absolutely. We came away and we all agreed that she was probably at least our joint favourite person of the evening. And a very fine compare. So you went ahead and met her at Absolutely. her day job? Absolutely. And here it is. Who are you? Um, Where am I? What am I doing? My name is Katie Tracy. I am a 21-year-old comedian. Yeah. I'm not 21. I'm 38. I am in the boardroom of the office where I work with Gav because um, I couldn't think of any trendy hip places to do a podcast in <laughs> Liverpool because I go to Sayers mainly at lunchtime. <laughs> I don't know where the cool kids go. Who does anymore? He's, actually, you've stolen one of my lines because I was going to say, uh, Katie, you're, you're in your early 20s. You've been in comedy for a couple of years now. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. A um, couple of years, yeah. Both started May 2010. And my first ever gig was the Funny Women Awards, Liverpool Heat. A friend of mine sort of persuaded me to do it. Because um, I'd always said I wanted to try stand-up comedy, but never had the balls, really. I just How I long did, have you said that? Oh, years, but probably about since I did drama in school and college. I used to say, oh, I wish I could try to stand-up. But I didn't, even, I didn't even know about open mic nights. I didn't know that they existed. I didn't know people let you turn up and try and tell jokes. And even if I'd have known that that was there, I would never have gone. Because I would have thought, I'm going to turn up and someone's going, why is this woman who looks as old as me mum turning up? You're having a midlife cry. Why isn't she at home watching Midsummer? <laughs> and when it turns up, 
there's all these girls there and they're all lovely and I was like, hi guys, you're alright? Have you all never done this before either? And they were like, oh yeah, I did the comedy store three weeks ago and I smashed it and all this and I was like, oh shit, what if he's on Kate? And then um, this this woman was headlining, uh, she was comparing Janie Godley. Ah yes, Janie Godley, and, yes. And she was there, uh, yeah, yeah. So Lynn said, right, okay, you've never done it before, everyone else, you can either go on first or last. And I'll go on last because I was thinking, if everyone's good, I'm getting off in the interval because I've never done it. So we were all sat there and Janie sort of like give us a pep talk before she started um, in her own special way. It was literally, um, who's never done comedy before? And I went, I haven't. And she went, well, I've got one piece of advice for you. Him. And I went, okay, what's that? And I was really like, looking forward to it in this gym. And she went, if nobody laughs, just fuck off the stage. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> That's really uh, supportive and encouraging advice. I'll, I'll take that on board. And I was just sat there going, oh, what have I done? And then I did it. And I hate saying this because it makes me sound like a bit of a dick, really, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. When I got on stage, I started doing it. I Enjoyed just, it. I loved it. But I was also thinking, my main problem is my memory. I could, I could write a 25-minute set get on stage, do five, and just make stuff up for the rest of the 20 because I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. That's quite bold to enter a comedy competition as your first gig. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then I thought, well, this is probably me one chance where I will ever try it. And if I don't try it, I'll never try it. And but you did, you carried I on. Did. So you I did. carried on and I did a couple of um, gong shows in like Manchester and Preston. I did a couple in Liverpool. And, and then I just started getting into the, the open spot arena I suppose that's a, that's a stupid word really um, arena but yeah we, I started paints, doing paints a picture yeah a few open stop spots here and there because uh, we've seen you a couple of times um, at one gig so it makes us feel a bit like um, stalkers whereas in fact we just I'm just lazy it's in my <laughs> it's in my town yeah in, at, at the Laughing Cows and um, we'll talk about it a bit, a bit later you're, you're the compare you enjoying I, it I love I love comparing I do I love comparing what's the difference cars. I can sort of just make it up as I go along when I'm comparing. That doesn't come... Well, no, it does come across, but in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. hang on. Don't get me wrong, there are that. bits that, no, no, you know... No. But what, what comes across is that, you one, you're enjoying yourself. Two, two there's obviously bits of your, your acting. Yeah, there. definitely. And three, there's some very fresh and funny stuff in there. And so do you see that... Do, what do you see the compare's role as being? Compare's role, I think, is to... Keep the audience energy up. Keep them interested. If someone is on and has a really good set, then don't infringe upon the next act. Keep it flowing. And if someone maybe doesn't get the audience laughing the way you want them to, bring the audience back into it and sort of big up the last act, big up the next act. Sort of like just encourage everybody to have a good time. Um, and I'd like to think that's what I do. I just want everyone to have a nice time. But the good thing about comparing, I will say, is that it gives me, when when I'm making stuff up, when I'm comparing, I can remember it and then sort of work on it for future material to make it more of a, a thing. So it gives you the... Gives me sort of inspiration. You're quite confessional about your family. Um, and I'm just intrigued. As you said, you're 21, you're 38. <laughs> you've got, you know, you do your day-to-day. You've got your family, you've got your son, you've got your partner, you've got your job, you've got the stand-up, you've got... How does that? How do they see this version of you? That sounds like loads that I do, but it, it's quite easy to compartmentalise everything because I do have me days where I slob out, and my family just 
they laugh at some of the things I say, but sometimes I'll say something and they'll go, no, don't you sound any comedy, it's not funny. Um, or, you know... You test out stuff on them? No. But if something happens in the house that's funny, I'll store it away <laughs> in my brain. Fortunately, my family don't really come and see me do stand-up because right. they still think I'm in the middle of a midlife crisis and just think it'll all blow over <laughs> at some point. My own son would never come and see me, and I don't blame him. I don't because blame him. Because if I, I was a 17-year-old no, boy, no. I wouldn't go and see my mum do anything. I No, but he, she, he, she he is funny. No, no. <laughs> he's funny as well, but he's really shy. He's one of these people who would never draw attention to himself. And my boyfriend, they're just underwhelmed by it, to be honest. And I think that's probably for the best. Because if they blew smoke up my ass all the time, I'd just be an absolute nightmare to live with. And I'm halfway there as it is, <laughs> to be honest. But, the, but uh, skipping, forward, skipping forward, because you're actually in this year's Funny Women. Fine. Mm. Oh, I know. I don't know. I've, I've looked at the list of people. You go on the Funny Women website and see uh, there's photographs of everyone in it and a little, like, hundred-word copy that we all had to write about ourselves in the third person. But I didn't. And they had to change it for me because <laughs> I'm a dickhead. But everyone's got um, a photograph. We had to send a headshot. If anyone's ever seen my headshot, they'll know it's not a headshot. It's a snap of me in my old living room. And you can see the loop from my cardi that you normally have to put on the hanger. Um, but... Yeah, I got there and um, possibly to make up the numbers. Oh, don't some... put yourself down. Oh, this is I gonna, don't know. This is going to go out after. So congratulations. We'll cut that then. Congratulations. Thanks. How does it feel? It feels wonderful. <laughs> I'm also actually in the top, the final six of the Funny Women Writing Competition where we had to submit um, like a pilot episode of something. So I had this little one-up play that I wrote um, just for two women to perform where we were doing a drama class once and I sort of developed it and it's just about two women who meet in a maternity ward the day they both have the babies and one's 40 and on her fourth kid and one's 22 and on her first and it's sort of like the difference in them and it, it's sort of I really like it so that's got to the final six of the writing competition as well so you never know because we're in two awards on one night <laughs> on the 10th anniversary special this we know that our audience are nerds people who like comedy and so they want to hear some of that chewy stuff. They want to know how you get and what you do with your ideas and how you work through. And so it gives a little insight to that. But also, I think you should, should relax with the listeners. Tell them where you would like to go, what you want yeah. your career to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, firstly, getting material. I thought it would, it's weird, it's like free writing. I sit down and try and write, more often than not, I'll have a seed or something and then just try and develop that. But if I'm sat there and not, if, if I'm not in a quiet room, if I just sit there and try and make something up, it, it's hard. But most of the things I write come from something or that's been funny or something somebody said that's made me laugh. And then I'll take it from there. It's like when, when I write, when I write, write a play, because I, I it's, you can't start from the beginning. If you start from the most interesting point and then work backwards and then work forwards, that that seems more natural to me because then you've got a reason to be at that interesting point. And that's probably the way I am at comedy when I write. I sort of start at the bit that made me laugh and then go backwards and forwards from that. And that way it's easier to develop. And that way you can go off on tangents when you get bored of that joke. You can still take that seed and go in a different direction with it. That's how I write, I would say. And I would say where I want to be is doing it as a living, not not having to come to work in an office five days a week. 
and being able to choose what I do, I think that's probably beyond that, with very little work or having to leave the house um, and earning loads of money. But no, just being creative and... But are you prepared for that lifestyle that might, which is, obviously there's the, the secondary lifestyle of, of fame, fortune and riches, but the, that middle lifestyle of having to be a travelling... See, that's the bit that I hate. Hate travelling, hate driving. I hate driving for miles to go to some shithole and, you know, wherever to do 10 minutes for an audience who may or may not like me and just cover me petrol money. I just don't know if I've got actual willpower and the, the commitment enough to be able to do that, which makes me think that to, to be able to write and just see how far I go with that might be the way forward for me. But I, I don't know. I never. I keep saying. I would say maybe once every four or five months they write. I'm not, I'm not going to do any gigs anymore. I'm packing comedy, and then I can't. And then I'll get offered a gig, or I'll see a gig that I want to do and try and get it. And then it's like a vicious circle. It's like being an alcoholic. Well, it's, this is going to sound corny, cliche. We genuinely hope you don't give up on that because you're fantastic com- comedian and compare. Oh, really enjoyed that uh, seeing you work and, and really enjoy. Good luck for the competition. Really enjoy seeing where you're going with that and um, and uh, I'll come and see you next play. Thank you. It's going to be called Kiss and Tell. It may be on in St. Helens early next year I'm in the Theatre Royal. Aren't you? No. Will you miss I'm out? I'm not going to. No, it's all right. When the DVD comes out, you can That's buy okay. it. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to give you a free DVD. You can to buy it. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Um, tell us how... You, people can get in contact with you, follow you, stalk you. Um, uh, I not, am not like on dress or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My blood type is uh, no. I am on Twitter at Kate Tracy One. Tracy spelled with an E Y. I'll just spell K A T E T R A C E Y One. And you can follow me on Twitter and listen to me rant about the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Or don't tell the bride, because that is mainly what I do on Twitter. Sometimes I do hair updates, which is really interesting. You might want to follow that. Today I'm um, channeling Princess Anne, I feel. Um, but yeah, stay in touch, and I'll, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Okay, Tracy, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you, Gav. Lovely interview, man. You bring in thank nice people. Much. Well done. Really, really interesting chat. Very much looking forward to putting out the full interview. That's what we do. In our bonus podcast, we put out the full chat because we didn't even get a chance to talk about the fact that she's a playwright, that she balances this uh, comedy performer's life with uh, obviously the home life balance and, and the job that she's got. Really fantastic. And it's just an inspiration to anybody who just, just needs to stand in front of a mic and see if it works. And how did she do in them awards that you mentioned in the interview? The National Funny Women Awards 2012 National Competition heats all over the place. She was the runner-up. She was the runner-up. Nah, that's not good enough. Oh, Cut the interview. Oh, that's an outrage. Sort yourself out. We're really pleased. We're really pleased. Um, we only bring the award winners here to the podcast. But fantastic. We think it's a huge, huge field that they uh, that they drew from that Kate was the runner-up there. So very well done from us. Thank you. So this this section, uh, second feature, feature number II, yep. is is not called the Comedy Roundup because you won't let me do that. It's a terrible name and you've just used it, so therefore it is now called the Comedy Roundup. What we're going to do is just going to name drop some stuff that you should check out. Some quick recommendations. Shoot. Okay, I've been uh, listening to BBC Radio 4, The Party, written by and featuring Tom Basdom, top, top comedians, 
and performers and actors in it. Tim Key, uh, Katie Wicks, Anna Crilly, and Johnny Sweet, who featured uh, in our first ever podcast. Friend of the podcast. Not aware he's a friend of the podcast. Never met us. <laughs> um, if you listen to this fresh, freshly laid, uh, then you can catch up uh, Series 3 on iPlayer, but I'm sure there's ways and means of finding it like young people do. Uh, the Party on Radio 4. It's good that the second time around you did that with a lot less words. Well oh. done. That is the aim of this bit. Okay. Um, I've gone to America to watch some stuff. Mm-hmm. Illig- Just been to Berlin. Illegally via torrents. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I can't do that. And I know it's very obvious to recommend The Daily Show with Jon Stewart because it's so exceptional. You're not going to do that, are you? I am, because it's on such good form at the moment. Convince me. It's US presidential season. They've just spent two whole weeks at the two respective parties' uh, conventions, which were hilarious and brilliant. And Mick Romney is easy to make fun of, so it's very enjoyable. Jon Stewart is also going to be doing a live TV debate with Bill O'Reilly from Fox News, which promises to be brilliant, because Bill O'Reilly is a massive douchebag. Never heard of him. Don't do Americans. He should do, man. No. Parks and Rec's back on as well. Watch Parks and Rec. That's back on. Oh, you slipped that one in. Mm. See, it's right. quick. It's quick. It's okay, a roundup. Okay, Coming around. Okay, Coming okay, round I, I, I can't. I quick. Quick chat. I can't do it. Uh, have another go. Well, it's going to be one you like, Gav. Brian Gittins is back on, and I thought when Gav recommended this a few podcasts ago, you probably weren't listening, dear listener, and you were probably right to do so. Brian Gittins. But Gittins is this mad little man who uh, records... <laughs> I don't think he's little. Skype in Skype chats with random strangers on Spreaker.com, which is a web app I've never heard of before or since. Live radio podcasting. Um, and it's utterly bizarre and completely hilarious. I've converted you. You have. I've not phoned in yet, so no, you've you not done do. that one. And then the next thing to get is a tattoo. <laughs> Brian Gittins, his time is now. Uh, find him on Spreaker and iTunes. Oh yeah, you can get it on the old the old iTunes, yeah. And have a look sure, on sure. Have a look for him on YouTube. Interview number two of the podcast coming up, and you've um, you've secured the big one, a man who sells DVDs. So well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in my local pub and the guy came round with a suitcase. Oh lovely. No, let's be serious now, Gav. This is a serious podcast after all. GoFastestripe.com, wonderful website, run by a comedy geek. This is an average podcast run by comedy geeks. We should be mates. Yay! Here's Gav's chat with Chris Evans from GoFastestripe. So we are very lucky this month to be connected uh, from Liverpool straight down to Cardiff, I'm guessing. And that's only from cyber stalking and looking on Wikipedia. uh, To be sat... Uh, chatting with uh, Chris Evans. Hello, it is Cardiff. I am here. Ah, there you go. Um, so, Chris, go faster, Stripe. We love go faster, Stripe, and we think anyone who listens to our podcast should go straight to go faster, Stripe. Could you tell us what that is? Well, it's very lovely to hear. Uh, I, I say we, or I, I, me, and a couple of mates have started a little company which uh, make and sell comedy DVDs. And we've bought a few of them. I'm going to add that straight away. Good for you. So, just so we're straight in with... Uh, good advice there. Thank you. We're more than, more than just uh, like hang on the coattails. We're actually purchasers. Um, Go Faster Strike has got... got we'll, we'll come to who you, you release and who you work with. Um, tell us a little bit about the history of Go Faster Strike and how it, how it started off. Because did you start as a clothing... And again, this is all cursory research started with clothing oh well that, that is on wikipedia i did uh have an attempt at starting a company to make baby grows 
It didn't, doesn't mean it's true. If people... it, 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 I mean, it's kind of true, it, but it didn't. It, I, and I'm a computer programmer. So I okay. wrote, uh, uh, me and a friend, I had a baby. I had a baby called Ben. And he's, well a baby. he's 11 now. Uh, ah. But when he was born, we found that we couldn't get baby grows that were any good. And me and my pal from college, uh, she she made some baby grows. She drew on the back of these baby grows and they were funny little slogans. And I thought, ah, that'd be good. Loads of people would like, no one wanted these, but I thought loads of people would want these. So we got some printed up properly and got some baby grows made. And I wrote uh, uh, like a website, um, which would sell them and had a shopping cart in and what have you. And we sold next to none. We sold maybe 50 over the course of the, the two years that we were trying to do it before giving up. I'm not laughing. I'm not like, I'm just... I'm, That's what happened. I'm, They're collector's I'm, items now. They're bound to be. <laughs> uh, so I keep, I've got piles of them left and I keep them in the, in the attic. And uh, when anyone I know has a baby, I send a pile out. Uh, and they, Well, they didn't do very well. But, you know, you've got you to try, haven't you? Uh, so the point of this is that we had a system. We had a website that, um, that had a kind of back end on it that was connected to PayPal that would that you could buy things from and it would you know messages would come through to me when something got sold uh so that was that was the start of it that was that was the baby grow aspect of it the children's clothing company from wikipedia so that's true i suppose and but then uh i've, I've been through your merchandise and there is no available currently baby grow but there may no. be a, still a market there but uh, <laughs> you've got uh it's comedy comedy is your thing Yes. So how do you sh- how do you shift how did you shift from you've got this website set up you've got ten tons of baby growth still but yes. that's not what you put out. Now. Well, no, because that died a death and that was that was kind of dead. Uh, and then uh, I can't remember how I found out that Stuart Lee ha- couldn't release his show, but I'd read it somewhere. I read it on his website probably, and um, I just thought I've got some friends incidentally as well that, uh, that that know how to operate cameras. They work for one guy works for the BBC in Wales and the other guy works in London. That's Neil and Craig, uh, lovely chums of mine. And I was chatting to them and I said, what about, you know, we could probably do this. I was working in an art centre at the time, doing their computers, Chapter Art Centre, and they had a theatre. I said, you know, we could probably do this, couldn't we? We could probably, if Stuart came down and we, we could we could set up the theatre nicely and we could film him, what do you think? And they were all a little bit drunk and they said, yeah, go on then, let's ask him. I said, I, I bloody will. So I wrote this email to Stu and I said, you know, these are the facts as they stand. In it, we got new, you know, we got, I've got a couple of mates and I've got, you know, this theatre where I can get hold of. And uh, and I'd seen his show, I'd seen the 90s comedian show and I thought it was amazing. And I was really sad that it wasn't going to come out and uh, perhaps we could sort it out for him. And uh, about a month went past and I just thought nothing more of it. And then uh, Stu wrote back with another long email saying, great, let's let's do this. And I can't, couldn't quite believe it was happening. Uh, the worst case scenario I remember putting in the email was that uh, I get to see the show another two times. You know, if we mess up and, and it's awful, we haven't lost anything. Yeah. Uh, except for I get to see the show another two times, which is really what I was angling for. And I get to meet Stu. Uh, that, was, that, that was 90s comedian. That was 90s comedian, the first time we did. And uh, and it came out really well. I mean, it's, the show's amazing. The show's excellent. Um we uh, we edited it together and we showed Stu like a rough cut and he he said he was gobsmacked that it had come out so well uh, and then he said well we should we should probably do something with this so at, at that time we were not even we were not anything we were just a couple of mates asking about uh, but Stu said he was interested uh, it, Stu said he was happy that we should uh, we could release the the show so we we formed this this company and worked out how to do everything and and released it and it, it, probably, well, it probably took uh, probably eight or nine months I suppose from recording it to releasing it. 
which actually doesn't seem that long, does it? No, no. But so you had this kernel of an idea. You come together. You got the, this company. Uh, then, so where did you go next? Uh, well, we were having a pint with Stu. So we stayed. Stu came down to. Well, Stu was in London. I went down to London, and we went to stay with uh, Craig, who's one of the cameramen. His girlfriend was editing it. So uh, we all sat around um, drinking and watching the show. And Stu was making comments. So we were, you know, we were writing down what what changes he wanted. And when we finished that, we went to the pub. And Stu said, "You know what? You should you should get in touch with Richard Herring." I said, "Gosh, I'd love for to. I don't know. You know, he's really easy to get hold of, as it turns out. But I didn't know. Yes, it's very. Yeah, it seems to be. And he went, "Oh, that'd be brilliant." So uh, from doing, Stu, I don't. I don't think Stu's had even come out by the time we were recording. Richard, it might have just come out. What kind of impact did uh, sponsoring his uh, oh. Fringe Festival <laughs> podcast have? Oh, uh, minimal, I would say. <laughs> well, in, in, in what sense would, would it be the? Um, Spiking sales or the spiking giveaways? There, there was, there was, there was. I mean, maybe there was. You can't really tell with these things. I'm being polite. There was no spiking sales. There was nothing. It was. <laughs> uh, we did sell a couple of Collings and Herrings podcasts over the course yeah. of that month, which haven't we haven't sold any of those for ages. Astounding. Astounding. Um, but it was kudos. You can't, you can't, you can't rate that, can you? It was delightful <laughs> listening to the podcast and hearing Rich say nice things about the. Uh, the show. In fact, he said a couple of really nice things about us, which were lovely. every single day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what we're planning to do is once our podcast goes out, is to get a couple of friends to buy a couple of things, and therefore demographically, our spike hopefully will be, uh, have Equal. a much bigger impact okay. than uh, than thirty days. Well, if you can get three things sold, then that would be it. That would be, that would be through the roof. That's done. Off well, the scale. Actually, I can see four or five things I bought already, but we won't count those. <laughs> um, is this is this what you do now? Is this your main job? Yeah, or... this is it. What oh, fantastic! Is it good? It was. I, I was seeing. Um... Where was I? I was in. Uh, I don't know if you go, you go to the Edinburgh Festival. You just said so. You know that. You yeah. know the place with the big upside down cow. The underbelly. Bristow Square. That is. Yeah. Isn't it? So I was there having a pint on my own, waiting for whatever the next show was. And Richard Herring walked past and went, "Hey!" And it was early days. It was. It must have been the first time that we'd worked with him. So maybe he had one or maybe two things out by then. Uh, and I said, "So wouldn't it be amazing if like, this could be my job?" This because mm. it was still. Uh, I was in Edinburgh. Uh, um, and I paid for the trip using all the money that Go Faster Stripe had. So I thought, well, it's kind of an investment going and seeing all the, all the new acts. But of course, I, I went most years anyway, and I loved the place. But saying, oh, imagine if this could be my actual proper job. And it, and it is now. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Oh, exciting. So who, who would you really like to work with? Who out of the, you know, the international comedy pantheon, who would you like to uh, oh. get in there and film with? And... Uh, Daniel Kitson, of course. Ah, oh, uh, of course. Dimitri Martin, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Good to do something with Ken Dodd. Ken Dodd, you know, maybe, maybe. We'll do a two-pronged attack. That would be, uh, it'd be good to get down the chapter there and film him. So what have you got coming up? Uh, the next thing we're filming is Francesca Martinez. She's in oh, uh, chapter in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. So we're just, we're just working out the backdrop today and uh, getting the old cameramen together, getting assembling the team, so that's fun. She's she had um, quite a big profile over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, we're talking po- just post the Olympics and uh, Paralympics, and had uh, was was pulled in quite a few times. Newsnight and other. She's on Newsnight. She's on BBC Three yesterday. It's very, it's very professional saying that we're in uh, what what the what the, uh, the date is. It's the twelfth of ah. September. So the eleventh of September, she was on uh, BBC Three. But fundamentally, very funny and. Um, yeah. uh, 
an actress as well, Grange Hill. I know. <laughs> I saw a leaflet today, and it said Grange Hill, and she was on uh, extras with Ricky Gervais. Ah, of course. And there was another yeah. thing that I forgot. Those were the three TV programs. But yeah, she's funny. That's the that's the that's the yeah. beginning and the end of it. Is she's funny and all. that'll be great. Uh, Robin Ince is um, going to be doing some more little bits and bobs for his DVD. We're doing this. Great. He's doing like a greatest hits uh, DVD, which is which is the first one we've done where it will play in a random order. So, oh right, so just oh, that's a nice idea. Which I've not seen that done uh, before. So that's something that might it might be great and it might be rubbish. But so there'll be no arc. There's no arc in it. There's no story. There's just a series of ten or fifteen minute bits that uh, can just roll out in a different sorry? way each time. Is that the plan? It'll just play in a different. Yeah, in a random order each time. I mean, you can select scenes as well. We'll have a scene selection sure. menu. But the uh, yeah, the idea is you press it, so it comes out in a slightly different order each time. That's Robbins, but that's still being filmed, so that that'll be a while. And of course, Vista Fun Two, we just. Um, the cover is being worked on right now, tonight, and it's going to arrive in email any second now, uh, which is exciting. I buy the discs. My, uh, you know, I'm a man in my forties, and my podcast partner, a man in his twenties, he buys the downloads. And so I know oh. I definitely, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy the downloads because I'm that kind of completist. Yeah. <laughs> want to see all the bits but it's interesting the downloads you get straight away i suppose and uh, i'm pretty quick at sending stuff out there so you don't have to wait a day or two to get the discs yeah and there's all the extras are on the discs so you don't get you just get the main show if you get the downloads but then if you get the downloads you can have a video file and an audio file so you can just sling it straight on your ipod so it's you know swings around about you put the download do you put the downloads on any of the discs at all uh no so having what you do, have an MP3 on the disc, I could do that. Yeah, couldn't I? yeah, because some of them do that, don't they? You go into a DVD and they give you like a Blu-ray and a DVD and a yeah, digital. digital. Yeah, never thought so of that. Can, so you can bung it on your iPad and take it with you. Oh, there you go. Okay, you go I'll, I'll do that from now on. Are you quite pleased or disappointed if artists get too big for Go Faster? Ah, uh, no, it's fine. As long as it's out there, that's that's the thing I want. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the important thing is the stuff lives. So that's 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 kind of the, the thing that's pushing me along is is making sure that amazing stuff doesn't die. The way that you know Stuart Lee's Night's Comedian might have died, you know that might yeah. have been it just might have been talked about as an amazing show, but it but no one would have been able to actually see it. And now now it's now it'll last forever. What a beautiful poetic <laughs> statement. I don't think we could have a better finish than that. Uh, Chris Evans, GoFasterStrike.com. Really pleased to give us the time and those tips, and uh, we will uh, we will endeavour to keep you uh, in employment by buying your stuff. Very kind. Thank you very much. Love to speak to you. Thank you. He's the nicest DVD seller I've ever heard. He's a smashing fellow. He gave up his uh, his time. It was really good to talk to him. It sounded just like he just sounded like a really pleasant bloke who was doing something amazing that he really enjoyed, and he sounded really surprised by it. Well, it, what I love is that that. Very simple idea. Let's just do it. Let's do it for a laugh. And actually, providing a service to people like you and me. He really is, Gav. He's really filled a void that your HMVs <laughs> cannot fill. Well, the top line of GoFasterStripe.com. Welcome to GoFasterStripe. We make and sell DVD recordings of comedians that are tragically overlooked by the mainstream. That's Stuart Lee, BBC Two, third series, <laughs> coming up. Um, but there, there, there is, there's, there's names on there that I don't know. But actually, you know, 
I, I trust the output so much. It's like, oh, well, I should know. I should be. So what we need to do, guys, we need you guys, come on, guys, work with us, guys, is to, um, to, to buy some of these because he's a nice guy. He deserves the best. I would say go and get something by Norman Lovett. That'd be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the John Shuttleworth as well. Ooh. I love a bit of Shuttleworth. Shuttleworth's going on tour soon. Is he? Yeah. Mm, we'll get out we there. We should definitely We're giving too much exposure to Richard Herring. We love him. I do. Um, actually, Kevin Eldon, titting about. That's going to be my next purchase. Mm, very nice. We'll get your credit card out. But did you notice that in that interview there was that disparagement? Because Actually, I feel a bit guilty because we have watched a download. But mm-hmm. you paid for it. I didn't pay for it. I think he accepts that happens. It's, uh, I feel terrible. Want to talk about it? Not on the podcast. Well, why don't you go to his house and apologise? <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> you did download. And as she said in the interview, that I did just go on and download something really quickly because I got home from the pub with my lovely girlfriend. Yeah, I've got a girlfriend. Yes, comedy She's nerds. Been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. She doesn't seem so... <laughs> just leave that, leave that, let that fade, let that no. fade. So we got home, we had a couple of pints, not too many, and then we were just watching some TV and there was a Live at the Apollo thing on Dave and there was a Mock the Week on BBC Two or whatever channel it's on. And I just thought, let's just go on and just get something. And it takes like two minutes, it costs five pounds, and then you've got an amazing stand-up DVD just sitting there ready to be watched. And who did you pick? I went for Tony Law. Go, Mr. Tony, go. Tony Law, did you follow advice of Funny Looking Podcast last month? Funny Looking Podcast 5 recommended him. <laughs> I couldn't resist that sort of recommendation. Go, Mr. Tony, go. Fantastic. What did you think? It's the first thing I've seen by him because he said he was very good at Edinburgh. I've heard the name a lot. I introduce most comedians like that on this podcast, <laughs> which is why it's a journey of discovery. There's no shame here. No. Um, and I love the surrealism. I love the way he talks. It's quite jolting at first when he comes on because you sort of notice this style instantly. It's a bit lilting, but it's also a bit frantic. I would, I would say you know, he's very physical, both in his movements and in his voice. Fantastic voice artist. Amazing with his accents. He's the opposite of everything I didn't want to watch that night on Live at the Apollo Perfect. and Mock the Week. Perfect. Yeah, it was lovely. It was For me, having seen Maximum uh, Nonsense, just I can see... Um, there's another podcast, brilliant podcast. We've mentioned it before, Comedians, Comedian. And uh, the latest one I've listened to had Sarah Pascoe, who's really interesting. Mm. And she talks about how she's on this journey of her Edinburgh shows, and she knows they're good, but she knows each one is getting better, and there's going to be a, just a brilliant one coming. And for me, having seen uh, this year's show, I really enjoyed Go, Mr. Tony Go, but I loved nonsense and i can see the development i can see how he's built on and really perfected it so absolutely recommend get this go mr tony go and then go out and see tony law on tour well he is going on tour um he's in sheffield in october but he's going on a full tour uh, early next year and tickets can't sell in november are you wearing white underpants a man of my age, my age can't wear white underpants <laughs> the amount of coffee i drink <laughs> It's just not practical. <laughs> GoFasterStripe.com. If we can <laughs> sell... Uh, when you buy something from GoFasterStripe, t- tell them we sent you. If we sell three things, we've created a spike bigger than Richard Herring's Edinburgh podcast. 
Can I just do a slight out of context Tony Law bit I like? Go on, sorry. It's just where he said Gok Wan a lot <laughs> and repeatedly shouted it. And if that sort of thing interests you, and if it doesn't, then you're a moron. Pete, you're really selling it. Stick <laughs> that on the front of your DVD, lad. Gok Wan. GoFastestrike.com. GoFastestrike.com. Gok Wan. Gok Wan. Gok Wan. Gok Wan. Gok Wan. I'm only stopping recording when you stop saying Gok Wan. Or I stop saying Gok Wan. This is getting cut. Gok Wan. This better get cut. Gok Wan. So in a bid to make this podcast less rubbish, I've introduced <laughs> a few rules yeah. and a few features. And here's yeah. the first one. What's that? It's from the post bag with oh. Gav. Oh, oh. From the funny looking post bag. Has anybody actually emailed? Well, well, we've got a little message on our funny looking Facebook page. We've had, actually had, no, we've had a few comments and emails and had some nice messages. I don't check. I've but, got no interest what you have to say. But Alice Denver gave us a very thoughtful comment on her page. I'd mm-hmm. like to address a couple of points. One, she was very complimentary. Thank you. Appropriately so. <laughs> Two, there was in there a veiled criticism, a suggestion that we pontificate. And worse than that, Pete Jones, the fact that I ignore my children to watch <laughs> comedy. Now, the fact of the matter is, she should keep her nose out of my family business. Spying on us like that... You know, children need their mother. Fathers, the fathers are there. To, right, no, um, there's, easy, there's a really easy explanation to why we watch so much comedy. It's a, a heady mixture of um, crap TV and insomnia. I just do it because you get on my back all the time. <laughs> and I, you work in my office now, so I can't get away from you. <laughs> it's easier to placate you. Listen to podcasts on the way to work, too, uh, on the way from work. I just she can keep her opinions to herself, mate. I don't. I've got no interest. I think. I think um, when we're on dodgy ground here, because I have to cut out all the the rampant sexism and misogyny, <laughs> and, and and I just think um, you're on dodgy ground. But Alice, thank you for that, and thank you to Keith and there's other people in contact. We love hearing from you, um, except for the weird ones. I can take or leave your comments, but if you want to get in touch with Gav at the Postberg, <laughs> then hit us at, at Funny Looking Pod on the uh, the Twitters. Uh, we funny looking podcast. Find us on Facebook. You can email us, funnylookingpod at gmail.com. But all of that information, Pete, all of that information, funnylooking.co.uk. When are you actually going to do any work on the po- on that uh, website like you say mm. you're going to do? Mm. I don't know. Well, uh, do it tonight. Your girlfriend's gone out. Bastard. So, with uh, Gab's laptop down to 7% battery... Jeopardy! Jeopardy! He's panicking, hence my sort of slow <laughs> meandering... <laughs> you keep telling me to talk less and talk quicker. Uh, we're down 6%, we've lost a percentage uh. there. So thanks very much, listener. If you want to get in touch, there's various ways. Go to funnylooking.co.uk. It's all on there. Get in touch with us. Listen, listen, just tell one... If you like it, tell one... No, tell ten people! That you like it. Because you're not going to know ten people who like this. And no. if you do, you keep a very weird bunch of friends. 
Um, there's loads of good stuff coming up. It's October. I've got tickets for Tim Key and Simon Munnery and Pappies and all sorts of amazing stuff. So check out the internet to find some stuff to go and see. Good rec, yeah. Good recommendation. That was really good. And um, we got um, we've already got one exciting interview lined up for next next week, and we could have two. But just in case it doesn't happen, I'm not telling you. But I'm very excited. And if we would always say, even if we don't get them, we'd have to say because whoever we get will think they're second best. Oh, shit. We haven't got time to redo this. You've only got 6%, lad. Okay, well, that's the end of podcast number 5%, 5%. six. 5%. Are we going to do any more? Fingers crossed. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Love you. I'm going to make one last recommendation. Basil Butler. 4%. You're 4%. That means nothing because you've just recorded 7% and this is going before it. Gas battery's running out. <laughs> I've got one more recommendation. Basil Butler. BasilButler.com. You've got to follow him. You've got to listen. He is just making me laugh. I laughed so much in the car on the way home the other day. I couldn't open my eyes. It was driving rain <laughs> on the M62. I thought I'm going to die with a big smile on my face. Basil Butler. He's got a couple of... Start with podcast number 52. Uh, don't be put off by the many. How many he does. He usually does live podcasts on Speaker Like Gittings. And he also invites people to phone him up. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Just tell him I really appreciate what he does. Hello, this is Basil. Leave me a message and I'll listen to it in the future. Basil, this is Gav and Pete from Funny Looking Podcast. You were supposed to do a live podcast tonight. We were going to call in and record it uh, and try you know, and promote your podcast because we love it. We can't do that now. So we're a little bit disappointed. Mm, he's fucked it. But we would really like to talk to you sometime because you make us fucking laugh. Are we going to have to do explicit now? Never do explicit. Thanks, Basil. Love you. Bye. Well, that was a... The least worthwhile pit of the pod ever. Well done. <laughs> Basil- New lows. New lows, Gav. <laughs> Basilbutler.com. Much funnier than we are. Well, you. Aww. Oh, I didn't like that noise. <laughs> Delete that noise.